Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to episode 120 of the On the Table Gaming podcast. I'm Chase from On the Table Gaming, and I'm joined by Mike Meeple and longtime friend Mark Albanese, the OG creator of A Song of Ice and Fire Builder. Thank you so much for coming Great. on the show. Yeah. You should not have to use a song Ice and Fire Builder in my name anymore. You've done a lot more than what we did. <laughs> Fair enough. Mike, great to see you back on here again. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. So, you know, we often we're often talking in the on the table gaming discord about a song of ice and fire. Today we get to talk about Marvel Zombies, the upcoming Kickstarter from Simon Games for Marvel Zombies, a zombie side game that's coming out on January 18th. That's when the Kickstarter opens up. And now, you know, Zombie Side's a game I think all three of us have had some time with here. This is a really cool version in which we're seeing the combination of Marvel, that universe, and Zombie Side come together. You know, what's been your connection with Marvel Comics or the Marvel Universe and or Zombie Side? Like, how has this been a touch point for either of you? Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off? Yeah, yes. Growing up, my the, my comic book series of choice, which I'm sure was everybody's who's about my age, was X-Men, right? <laughs> X-Men was like the coolest thing. Yeah, the cartoon show on Fox. I was a Marvel guy through and through, and I still love Marvel. I, I've just discovered, I, you know, personally, my preference swings more DC now as an adult, but I loved Marvel Universe gro- growing up. On the last time we chatted, that Zombicide was really the first, like, big box style game, like, heavy thematic game that I ever bought. Um, so... It's that is kind of what created what I've lovingly referred to with my friends as the nerdy game nights, right? Where it's like we get together and we we play these nerd games, you know, and we all love it, you know, because um, it's just we get together, we throw some dice around and we try out new games and we do this and we do that. And, and that's kind of what built, you know, my friends getting into the tabletop gaming aspect with me was Zombicide. So it's got a really big place in my heart for that. How about you, uh, Mark? On the Marvel front, I watched a lot of the cartoons as a kid, X-Men and Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Friends, I think, uh, with, uh, I think it was a little before me, but with Iceman and I think Firestar. And other than that, I didn't read a lot of the comics, but I am very much into um, Marvel now with all the movies and stuff coming out. With Zombicide, I actually have only played the core game and I played Invader, but I had a lot of fun with them. My game group doesn't play a lot of dice rolling games like that, but I enjoy them. So I'm very excited about this. I've been looking for a reason to get into Zombicide. And so I actually bought uh, Undead or Alive thinking, man, this is the perfect theme for me and then marvel came out so it looks like i gotta do it again <laughs> you can maybe somehow do like a mashup here it's like western marvels what if you know oh i'm not gonna worry about mixing them up i think uh, i think there's gonna be a lot of opportunities to do that yeah man same thing for me so i you know as a kid i guess you know and i talked to some people who are like super into comics sometimes people were asking on the stream like you know what's your favorite run or something like that you know as a kid i would just ride my bike down to like the the corner store and you could just go in there and buy comics. You know, it was like a cigar shop or something, you know, like a newsstand sort of thing. And so I just grabbed like whatever I could find. And and I think growing up in the 90s, like X-Men were just the thing. I think there was like a particular hot streak for like Colossus and like Nightcrawler and, and some of those characters. So I always feel like when I talk about superheroes, I can always tell like how old someone might be based on like some of the comics. So I think Venom was also huge, you know, you know, but I never really followed like a whole stretch. And I had a buddy whose dad had a bunch of old comics, but they were like disjointed. I remember what was one we liked. There was like one with like Fing Fang Foom, which is like some giant dragon. So, you know, it was really just disjointed. But when the Marvel Cinematic Universe started coming out, I mean, those were great. I remember the X-Men movies when those came out in the 2000s. And, uh, you know, now 
now I think we watch probably everything that comes out you know, in that universe. My wife's really into it too. So it's something that we can kind of bond over. And with Zombie Side, Zombie Side was actually that that first like uh, kind of like big box game I, I bought when I was getting back into the hobby, right? You know, I'd really enjoyed tabletop wargaming. And, you know, it was one of those things that if you, if you like minis, kind of like always keep an eye out for them. And so even when I wasn't doing the hobby, if I was in like a Barnes and Noble or something and I saw like a big box game, I'd like always like flip it over and be like, mm, look at this. Like, that's a lot of money. And uh, so when I was like, you know, I want to get back to the hobby. Zombieside Black Plague was like the first big miniature game box I bought and started to paint up those minis. And it got me into buying paints again. And then I moved back on to war games. So this is kind of like a, a really cool moment where, you know, something that's kind of a little bit more omnipresent in my life now, Marvel and the Zombieside franchise, Black Plague, which I really liked, you know, having these kind of merged together. I'm I'm kind of hyped for this. Uh and funny thing is, like, I don't know if you guys have the experience, but like sometimes you can buy like your favorite miniature game or war game or board game and then like have nobody to play with. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Do you have any things on your shelf? Oh, yeah. Frequently. <laughs> and I feel like Zombie Side's a game that's so easy for people to pick up that you can just get in and have fun playing it. And it's, you know, it's a pretty easy game to get people to sit down with. My my wife's already pointed out a few of the minis that she's like, oh, I want to paint like some of the zombies up like because i've been showing them to her she's really looking at all of them as i show her like 30 pictures (laughs) there were like you know two two games i got my wife into that she loved one was x-wing which is fantastic game and then the other one was zombie side she's like it's simple enough to play you can just sit down and get jumping right into and when she saw this that they have a scarlet witch mini already i was she was like all right like that's who i'm playing let's do this you know i think we're ready we're ready to throw some money down on this game it's it's funny because you know my wife you know she doesn't game at all she's a she's a total muggle right like um <laughs> you gotta wait for the harry potter zombie side yeah then. there you go there you go but like she doesn't she doesn't game at all but she always she will play games with me on occasion and you know she thinks that they're fun she really likes thematic games but she is the, she is like like how you said like she looks at, at for minis because she says her whole thing is even if the game's not great you can still have fun just pushing these little guys around the board and you know pretending that they're attacking and doing that sort of a thing you can just have that make believe fun to it and i and i think that's a huge huge part of Zombicide and I think that's why it's so popular and why it's so so I guess lasting long lasting I guess yeah you know where it's gone through all these iterations is that there's just something about seeing all those zombies barreling down on your people that it it does it does elicit that thematic like we have no chance of surviving this and then you do somehow and it's amazing because you found a chainsaw or you found you know (laughs) the flaming sword or something like that i actually played invader for the first time with my wife and i think she enjoyed that a lot. The thing that really got her into it is it's a cooperative game. And with board games, I tend to be a little more competitive than her. And I also have an idea of the mechanics just because I play a lot more board games. So she tends to enjoy it when we play a cooperative game where we can kind of share information a little more. And she she has a lot more fun that way. That's a really good point. Yeah. And it's hard to find like sometimes it can be hard to find good cooperative games and that that are also like in the right like heaviness range. This is just light enough. I'm actually interested to see some of the things they've changed. So, you know, just so everyone's on the same page here, the Kickstarter is launching on January 18th. And we've seen now a playthrough with Quackalo and they went through as the zombies eating bystanders, slaying shield agents and uh, trying to stay alive as they balance their hunger mechanic, which is a really cool new feature they've added in where every turn your zombies hunger increases and you need to devour uh, other living things to lower that amount. 
And as it increases, you get more offensive capability. But if it gets too high at the end of your turn, if you, you know, you're maxed out on hunger, you start to take damage. So you've got to like kind of manage this resource. So you, you can't just kind of like hide in the corner. Now you're like always like actively hunting. And just that itself, I think really adds a lot to how the game is played. And it's simple, but it's going to keep you moving. And with that has had to come with a lot of other changes. So, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but now you don't, you don't like search for items. You are just getting your, your zombie traits, right? You're just like, uh, you can spend an action to draw a zombie trait, which is like a power up you have, you drawing on like a heroic nature. Did you guys have any initial reactions to that? Was that something that surprised you or that you were like, oh, I kind of like the searching part. Like when you play this game, how big of a rummaging around component do you do you li- like to have so i had a pretty strong reaction to that one piece that was one that was the one thing that really bothered me is that i really like that whole you know search and find a cool weapon or something now that said i understand why they did it the way they did because it's it's true what they said you know iron man is going to use an uzi like it's just not a thing so i will reserve judgment until i try and play it it was nice to see it in action because it did it was smoother than i expected it to be um watching the playthrough last week so i, I you know i'll reserve judgment and i'm hoping it works out really well i think it's um i think it's a fine mechanic i i mean i agree, agree with with Mark that it doesn't make sense to search and find these things, you know, like when you're playing regular Zombicide, you know, you want, you're just a regular person, but in this you're superheroes, right? (laughs) Like, Hulk want frying pan. Yeah. You know, like Hulk doesn't need a can of beans, right? Like, Hulk so, get hungry sometimes. Come on. <laughs> hungry as there is, right? You could just put a weight on each item and then Hulk can throw it and it'll do different damage. There, there you go. But but I, I get it, you know, because the the search component was such a huge part of the gameplay, they had to replace it with something, right? So I think that it being more of like a okay, I'm Deep, I'm reaching down in, and the way I see it, just thematically, is it's more of like it's those those moments in the movies where the hero is is buried underneath a bunch of rubble, and the bad guy's standing over it, and they're saying something like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill your girlfriend," and then they reach, <laughs> dig down deep, and they somehow are able to to break free. This is just the zombie version of that. Yes, but only one action to do so, and then I uh... <laughs> yes, and then the cool thing is on the flip side that was revealed in that awesome awesome some trailer they had is that's going to be the X-Men version, which is going to be a standalone game you can get, a standalone box that you can just buy and play. And in that version, you're playing as the superheroes against zombie hordes. And in that, instead of a hunger mechanic, they have a power mechanic. So it sounds like, you know, these two kind of parallel modes where you're uh, still trying to go around and either devour or rescue bystanders, but you've got either hunger or power. I think there's a lot of a lot of cool design space to play around there. So I'm excited to kind of see more of that. We haven't seen any gameplay of that yet, but I know that's something that's coming down the line. Uh, we are really fortunate, actually, to get invited to play with Quackalope on that. Oh, cool. So, you know, hopefully we'll have more information about that. Yeah, that was my biggest ask or, or, or not my biggest that was one of the few things i really wanted i'll tell you one thing i was really hoping would happen during the kickstarter was one a hero mode and two and i'm still hoping this happens i really hope that for each character we get a stretch goal that's the flip side of the coin so we have the zombie captain america i really hope we see the hero captain america you know what i mean so i know they said that they don't have to f- stick 
exactly to the comics. Right. So I really hope they take advantage of that and say, okay, well, we have this one. We're going to give you the flip side so you can really play however you want. You know, if they do that, I'll just throw money at it until they're done. Like, How how important is it to you to have them stick to the comics or not, though? Not at all. I think as long as the, at least for me, I think as long as the general feeling is there, embellish all you want. There was, I remember there was a, a comment Michael Chanel was making about like how in the comics, uh, it's like Colonel America. And, you know, they were like, well, we're calling him Captain America because like, that's the recognition. People are going to sit down and be like, what is this game? Like, who is that? Colonel America? Like, what the heck? Yeah. So Steve's still out there somewhere, right? He can be good, <laughs> yeah. right? Because Colonel's there out go. there. Yeah. <laughs> there so Captain, the Captain's not, not in trouble. <laughs> now, at this point, initially, I, I, I picked up the Marvel Zombie comics and I started reading through them and they're great and they're a lot of fun. And then I, you know, I saw this gameplay trailer and I mean, like, as soon as I get this, I'm going to be making my own stories, right? Like you're sitting down and suddenly, you know, Spider-Man swings in and, you know, I feel like as long as the characters feel like the generic concepts of the characters, like Hulk has to be able to smash, things like that. You know, Captain America's got to be our stalwart, you know, defender here. You know, I think that's, that's probably good enough for me. Yeah. I mean, like, the 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 zombicide comics you know i guess spoilers for uh people who haven't read almost 20 year old comics i I mean the only one that's still alive like the only real hero is black panther and you know again spoilers he's not doing so hot in the comics (laughs) and magneto right like those are like by the time we discover the marvel zombies universe it's magneto saving a bunch of people and trying to keep humanity alive the irony is wonderful in that story. It's like, you can't just have one <laughs> one character, you know? So they don't need to stick very closely to the story at all to me. You know, the concept of Marvel zombies, the concept of our favorite superheroes are now ravenous monsters. I, I think that's, that's enough for me. In hero mode, I'm already planning on Marty McFly and two of the three amigos from Undead or Alive coming in and saving the day. So <laughs> you go. do whatever you want. I'm going to have a great go. time with this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, they're avenging that third amigo that got eaten yeah, already. Yeah, that third yeah. amigo who didn't make it into the Kickstarter. <laughs> oh man. The other thing is like, you know, obviously this is a game that the theme can kind of fit right into, right? The zombie side and, and Marvel zombies, it just goes so hand in hand. But a lot of people come to it, not just for the theme, but for the miniatures themselves, right? And so we have these really awesome sculpts we've been seeing. And there's a lot of other Marvel uh, properties out there, a lot of other Marvel games that also have sculpts, miniatures, game pieces, all of those things. What are you thinking? Like, first look at these. Obviously, these are, we've only seen really the, like, the renders. And there were some pictures on display from, I think, San Diego Comic-Con. I think a lot of times those are like those, like, early resin prototypes that they get, like, super early. And I know that plastic can sometimes have like a slight variation in look, but it's you know roughly the same. What have you been thinking about the sculpts you've seen so far? I think the renders look fantastic. I think they, I, I love what they've done with the bases. Yes. And and you know it it reminds me of what they did with the Marvel United pawns, um, uh, <laughs> because all of those all of those minis look fantastic, and they have they have those um, the textured bases already on there. Um, so I think that's really, really great. I would love to get my hands on one of those Thors from San Diego Comic-Con because I think that's going to really show, be the proof in the pudding, you know, yes. to see how how well it transfers from render to resin to plastic. But this is Simon, you know, they've got a really good <laughs> really good track record of that transfer being pretty high quality. Well, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a 
ton of Simon games that I have a ton of fun with and I love the rule sets, but they also are known for they it's plastic crack. It's very good. Like those minis always turn out very good. I have a ton of, you know, Arcadia quests. I've got Zombicide coming. I've got hate. Like I love the stuff that they do. We all played Marvel Crisis Protocol as well, yes. which is like a larger scale, you know, miniature war game. You know, one thing about those, I, for some reason, and I can't really put my finger on it, but maybe Mark is, you know, uh, maybe Mark or Mike, you know, as a, as a painter, perhaps. So a lot of times the, the scenic bases on those miniatures, there's like something, something off. Like there can be ones where I'm like, I don't know why, but like, I'm not really liking the rock but these simon ones i'm looking at like i don't know they look fantastic like i'm kind of like all about it i'm like i know normally i'm like flat based now i'm like this is great like more of this please well it's because i'll I'll tell you what it what it is with with marvel crisis protocol it's because all of their bases are just like a sidewalk right so all of the exactly all of the bases are just a generic sidewalk and then a guy standing on a rock or a generic sidewalk and then there's a pillar somehow sticking out of this sidewalk and then they're on it you know and what what um, Simon has done with both Marvel United and with this game, it looks like they've kind of taken a picture and like 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 a cutout, like a conical cutout of or a cylindrical cutout of of the the of the area that superhero would be on. You know, it's not necessarily a sidewalk. It's not the. It, it could be the side of a wall. It could be some jagged rocks. It could be a, a wrecked car. They just take this little bit of a of a um, circular cutout of that and then put the put the mini on that, which just looks better. It looks more realistic. There's a lot of little details on there too. I just paused at like 109 on their official trailer, and it's it's Captain America, zombie Captain America, and on the floor beneath his legs is. What looks like uh, Winter Soldier's arm? Yeah, his arm right there. It's like, oh my god, dude! I saw that. I, the one that the one that I saw was the Dark Phoenix one. The re- the picture of oh, Dark geez. Phoenix skulls. The skulls and there's full on skeletons surrounded by yeah. fire. And I, I like just Ice like, Man. Yes. Oh yeah, that looks really they cool. They did a very good job of making someone who looks like Ice into a zombie. So, yeah, dude, Fantastic. Ice. I, Iceman is like legit my favorite X-Man. Okay. Like legitimately he is my favorite X-Man character. Why Um, is that? Because I feel like that used to be one of my favorites too. And I was trying to think back to like the movies and I'm like, was he that great in the movies? He wasn't that great in the movies. And I was like, why did I like him so much? In the comics, he's great because in the comics, like, well, first of all, he's, um, let me push up my nerd. Please (laughs) help us out here. He's an Omega level mutant. All right. He's over there affecting every particle. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that he can literally, he doesn't just control the temperature around him. He controls the temperature of every single particle in existence. Right. Yeah. The whole thing is like he can freeze everything if he yeah like he he freezes things down to like the atomic level like he slows down he slows down the the electrons that are that are surrounding each atom sort of a thing it's it's crazy so like he's just he's just really cool and then and and as a kid (laughs) he is really cool you're right um (laughs) sorry where's where's fabio for a fun like that (laughs) everything derails my bad keep going (laughs) you need fabio and then you need michael to give you a look that's true exactly it's a slippery slope here let's keep going but growing up he was like i subscribed to um x uncanny x-men and he was Mm -hmm. one of the main characters in that and they really made him be like the young 
wisecracking, smart-alecky kind of a character. And, you know, as a kid, that's who you gravitated towards was those mm. the, the, the Spider-Man-like character that's making the jokes and fighting and being the hero and all of that sort of a thing. And that's kind of that was his role in the X-Men. Man, and th- there's, you know, I feel like we're jumping all over the place, but there's so much room with this Kickstarter. With uh, a lot of the other zombie side properties, you'll have like kind of characters that are pop culture references. You know, there's... Probably not going to be any of that here, right? Because there's so many Marvel characters that you can fill in. I doubt it. I doubt we're going to yeah. see Bernie Sanders and Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be super. Um, well, and the thing is, like, a lot of what they add with the alternate names, like, for example, Marty McFly is Calvin mm-hmm. in uh, <laughs> in Undead or Alive. A lot of that is all based on, like, pop culture and things like that and popular characters from that theme. The thing is, with Marvel, you have so many characters that are already part of the culture right. and are already very popular. So you have so much to pull from. Were any of you kind of surprised at what looks like it's going to be in the base sets? Like the base zombie hero version is like Hulk, Iron Man, Deadpool, Wasp, uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel as like the main zombies that they're featuring there. I thought that was like kind of an interesting or somewhat like eclectic mix. Maybe there's something I'm just not seeing, but I was like, oh, like interesting, like throwing Deadpool in there, Wasp, Captain Marvel. I don't know. I'm assuming we're going to have like a lot of stretch goals. Are there any characters that are like, you know, must haves that you like, I 100% want to see this in the Kickstarter. Well, in the recent video, they fulfilled my wish and and uh, Juggernaut's there. But I do hope we have a hero version of him as well, because <laughs> I want to see him run through some zombies. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming for each of these, we'll have a, a zombie or a hero counterpart. That would make sense. Well, I did see him fighting Colossus. So it looks like at least on the box, it's regular Colossus and zombie Juggernaut. But I wouldn't mind seeing both of each. So. so does that like automatically then like cut the stretch goals in half technically? Not really, but like, so it's like, you know, you have Hulk and zombie Hulk, Captain America, zombie Captain America. I, to some extent, but I also think, and I know they plan a lot of these stretch goals out long before the campaign runs, but, and, and so those gaps aren't set, you know, they get bigger or smaller depending on how well they're doing. But I really think with this IP, plus the fact that it's Zombicide, it's going to be massive, like huge. On top of that, they're also offering a large figure. Um, in Death May Die, it was $250 for that large figure plus the base game. I'm betting we have an all-in here of like $500 and Undead or Live for like $300. So you're going to see a lot of big numbers, I think. You think $500? bucks? i am trying to think about how much are you setting aside. I'm 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 betting on $500 all-in. So, okay, so I've got the Undead or Alive all-in right now, What up right now. It's, it was $240, okay? So that was Don't the forget base. the horses. I forgot that, the horses. You Remember, did forget you got to send me those. I got the horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so, want to see the buddy, the buddy cop Western show with you guys on it, riding along. Send me the zombies, did you get the horses? No, you are getting the horses. Like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> so I'm looking at this and okay, so 240 for Undead or Alive was the base game and then the two the two small box expansions along with uh or sorry, the two big box expansions along with two small box or three small box expansions. Okay. So I, I mean and that was two forty. 
what we're getting is two full base games and the and the that large that large Galactus figure already. I'm guessing that ju- that they're going to have some form of discounted pledge for just that without any potential expansions, small box expansions. That's probably going to be uh, about 250 275 somewhere I'm around there. 300 on that. If you're it's the mini and two base games. I'm going to I I'm you're I think you're pretty close. I think you're closer than you are off um yeah. i don't know that it'll be exactly 300 it might be a, it might be like 275 i, I mean, could I see hope that so. are <laughs> you really gonna get galactus though yes oh heck no no <laughs> yes i like your no. books so quick all right wait like, it's my, a centerpiece you know, for my table ooh, my wife right, mark what do you what do you walk us no through the thought process mark it's huge it's galactus and you know what doesn't help me here is that it's bigger than cthulhu and they have one at my local at the local mini market here because i live in st louis and they have you know that mini market shop they have one painted in there and it's amazing and every time i walk past it i think i want that so now i'll just get galactus and it'll be bigger yeah i always thought that was like a thing that like stores got or something like or like you know your local comic shop and i was like do regular people really get this and not that you're a regular person mark you are obviously one of a kind here but and I don't know. I don't know if I actually have the space. Mike, Mike, what do you what do you think? And you're saying no I'm saying no. I'm saying I, I say this now. Right. Uh, <laughs> Some of us can be wrong. We sometimes. need a painting. I, th- I thought we were going to get a painting tutorial. What's, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, I, I will I, send you mine to paint and you can send it back. Hey, there's a plan. There's a plan. Yeah, I, just, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait for the, that's what the five hundred dollars is for all that shipping. Is that a, yeah, right. basically <laughs> I just I, I just can't I can't see because here's the thing. I can't see having it just take up so much space. I'm really big on like board game organization and making sure that things fit in one or two boxes, right? So it drives me nuts when I get a board game and then as soon as I put all of the models together or I take everything out and and whatnot, I can't fit it all back into the same freaking box, right? Or I get one box and then a million of these teeny tiny little expansions. I hate that. Drives me nuts. (laughs) So I'm huge on organization as well, but like even for like Arcadia Quest, for example, it came with four giant dragons and they weren't, you know, they were not this size, but they're big. I still bought the insert that fit the four dragons more efficiently. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. If someone like Go 7 Gaming, my, who I tend to buy most of my inserts from, made some kind of Galactus insert that said, we'll put the cards in here with it, I'd probably buy it. I have a problem. It's just like an add-on for your I, house. I have a problem. It's just like an additional shed. You're like, you put them in here. There, I had, there were some jokes being made in the On the Table Gaming Discord about like those old My Buddy videos for that, like, uh, my buddy, my buddy. Maybe I'm dating myself there. but. But, I like uh, <laughs> to talk about using them as you know lawn gnomes, as they said in yeah, the stream. Yeah, I think that's the way. Like I bring them around like that. You just bring them to meet people. Hey, how you doing? Like, which Hi, I'm Mark, and this is a Galactus. How, how you doing? That was one of my big questions. Was Cthulhu is limited, so I'm glad to hear that this one is not. Yeah. yeah. Why do you need more than one of them? No, 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 no. Yard gnomes. Cthulhu that's how he was, shows people I'm serious. Cthulhu had a limited number available to everyone across oh, the whole Kickstarter, okay. and they had to keep adding more. I'm not oh, saying I need okay. more than one, but I don't have to be on right away and fight for it. Oh, okay. That <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes more sense. I was like, why do you need three? Why? <laughs> why? I mean, there's so much stuff to be excited for just in general for this campaign as well. Are there any things like nervous about or hesitant about? I'm 100% nervous about the price. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you because I am like Mark. Mark had brought up wanting the alternate heroes, right? And I can I can uh, like or sorry, the swap version of the heroes/zombies, slash right? And I can see them doing that where it's like 
the stretch goal for the for the zombie box is the zombie version of this and then the stretch goal for the hero box is that alternate hero version right but i can also see them just making that a, another expansion that you have to pay yeah. for yeah are you gonna pass up certain things and be like yeah i don't need you know captain america or i don't need like bucky barnes or something like well that kind of reminds me and when i think about that it kind of reminds me what they did with uh mass mora which was kind of an offshoot of arcadia quest they basically released a card pack which this is a lot different than card pack that said okay now you can use all your or most of your arcadia quest people in mass mora and vice versa so it, I would buy it, unfortunately. I would spend the money on it. And they did mention on stream that if you buy the... zombie heroes box set that game can be played on its own but it has cards that let it the characters be used in the hero mode that you can buy the superhero mode that is the x-men box game as so the abomination like, equivalent yeah, yeah. It sounds so it's like, like so it sounds like there's a little bit of crossover there so you're not like if you are just going to go with one i just look at this one of the games where it's like there are some more minor characters but like when you sit down you want people to come to the table and get excited about superheroes and want to play this with you like i suddenly start being like well i can't just not get that person like i know i i'm not the biggest doctor strange fan but like you're gonna tell me i'm gonna play marvel zombies without getting a doctor strange miniature like no i gotta have it at the table like you know someone's gonna want to play them Unfortunately, I have already resigned myself. I know uh, Mike was talking about he's worried about the cost. I have resigned myself to knowing that I'm going to spend way more than I need to on this. I've already sold off some other uh, Kickstarters <laughs> to make space. Sorry, so. jettisoning things already, just getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm ready to go. What about some of the cards we've seen so far? So, for example, they've shown a sample of Iron Man. Now, obviously, this is a game that's still under development. All of these things are subject to change. But it's got the card laid out with the health at the top, the hunger meter on the side. He's got a missile wave attack, which is like a zero to one range, three dice, four plus to hit. And then he's got his abilities listed. And his abilities are like repulsor blast, where, you know, once he shoots, he can then push the units in that zone into an adjacent zone. Got evasive maneuvers that allow him to perform a move action immediately after completing an attack. So he can do like kind of some hit and run stuff. And then finally, at his red level, his max level, he's got a suit auto control. When you're ravenous, like you can still do things. You don't lose like total control. Those are all locked in. There's not a lot of choice, right? That is just what you get. Do you think having the characters tied more to theme like that is ultimately a good thing or a bad thing? when maybe it comes to replayability or just your level of enjoyment at the table with them. I was going to say, I think as somebody who's played just about every other version of Zombicide out there, I think it's a good thing. I think it's 100% a good thing. Do you want to know how many heroes I've played with uh, in other Zombicides with Kickstarters? Like three, right? Mm. You- <laughs> You know, because because they're because eventually you start to see the same combination of of things. So there's only so so it's only so different that each survivor can kind of be right. But with this, having them have very flavorful abilities, you know, like in the old in all other zombicides, it's like, okay, so this character's got this, this and this out of this list, this glossary of shared abilities in the back of the game right anybody can have any combination of these shared abilities but in this no one else is going to have any of the powers of iron man no one else is going to have any of the powers of captain america or potentially you know what i mean like no one's gonna play that way you can't necessarily get them to be shaped exactly that way sort of a thing so i think it's a i actually think it's a a very good thing so uh, i don't mind it being 
kind of on its own kind of train track where it's like you get this, this and this. That said, I don't think it would hurt to have a couple options for each level. I don't know how you would do that, though, because you're going to run out of abilities eventually. And I'd rather I'd rather see more hero hero heroes heroes (laughs) (laughs) than I'd rather see more heroes and less variability per hero than having like way less heroes. That's a good point. Um, on top of that, the other thing I want to say about Iron Man now that we're looking at him is I see a Hulkbuster helmet and I really want a Hulkbuster version. That's all. Oh, okay. So do you think that the things, so like, um, I don't know. Is it like, I'm making assumptions here, but like, I assume I saw Captain America had that, the the Winter Soldier arm. I'm like, they've got to have a Winter Soldier, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you think the things on the, the stands are like indicators that there will be those things? Like now I've got to go back and look at some of the minis, but a Hulkbuster, he has a Hulkbuster helmet there. I wonder. I don't think necessarily there will be those, but I I would be very surprised if they don't have a Winter Soldier. They're going to have a lot of heroes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can just look at the Deadpool figure, right? Because Deadpool is holding Hydra right. Bob's head, right? But <laughs> Hydra Bob is in the game, so I mm-hmm. think, I think, oh, unless I'm wrong, I'm, like right? No, he's Hydra, a bystander. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a bystander, yeah, right? And so unless, so un, unless they're doing something funky with that, you, you know. So I, I would imagine that they're going to have Winter Soldier. I'm, I would imagine that Hulkbuster is going to be a small expansion that you can buy separately, you know? Man, I mean, God, there's so much potential here. Who, who do you put in? Who, I wonder how they make that call. Like, do you just go off of the comics? Do you go, like, the MCU has really put things on its head. There are characters that are fan favorites maybe now that maybe didn't always have such a big following. I also wonder, like, what are some of the characters that are maybe more on the fringes or maybe not so much different? What are some big ones that aren't in, like, necessarily the mainstream media right now? Oh, I I think that, like, Daredevil. I think that Daredevil is going to be a really solid entry into the game that doesn't get a lot of play right now. That kind of suite of characters, the Netflix Defenders, Daredevil, Daredevil, Punisher, Punisher, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, um, you know, Electra, I think Iron Iron Fist. Really. Iron. <laughs> hey, that character is a great character. The sure, show. Sure, sure. I only know him from the show, and out of all those shows, that was the one where I was kind of like, huh, like I guess I can maybe skip some yeah, of these episodes. It, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's another that's another, another episode another time. Back. So what we're saying is. When they're like, our stretch goals revealed and it's Iron Fist. And it was like, great, thanks. (laughs) But, you know, I think that that goes along with those kinds of characters, right? I think that that, uh, there's enough of those characters that are kind of on the side, you know, these tertiary characters that that are popular to kind of maybe quote unquote hardcore Marvel fans that are that are going to get uh, a lot of play here. The ones that I that I think you, we're going to not get a ton of are these tertiary X-Men characters. Well, there's you know, so char- many. There's, there's just so I mean. many of them. There's so many. You're not going to get, you know, we'll probably get like like Havoc, right? You know, like X-Men's brother or Cyclops' brother. Even and, that, you're getting on the fringes, I think. Of, it, they've got so many other groups to do between like, you know, Avengers, Fantastic Four, you know, Spider-Verse. They've got a ton of stuff they can do. Yeah, exactly. Does that pose its own problem? Or like with the Master of the Universe Kickstarter, they covered essentially the whole original toy line with the exception of like two or three characters. And, and to be fair, like some of those were 
uh, what was it like Jitsu? There were some ones that were like kind of maybe more problematic characters. Like, racist yeah. characters. <laughs> they're fine. They're yeah, fine. right. And you're like, we we don't need to have that <laughs> one, right? Um, and it's like, but they basically covered everything else. You know, that's not a possibility here. I wonder what are going to be ones that people would be like, how could you leave that out? You know, I'd really like to see a Venom. Now that I'm thinking about, it, like that would be awesome. Yeah, you're going like, to see a Venom. Um, you're going to see a Venom. You're probably going to see a Miles. You'll probably see Gwen. You know, they'll they'll hit the the big Spider Verse characters probably carnage well how does that work is so what was the whole thing with like the spider-man movies not to get too off track here but like do this is from marvel entertainment right so it does like licensing for characters in movies or things so, like that affect this in any way uh, like is miles morales a sony no, thing or like not a sony thing but like how does merchandising a for good that way work, to look at this think? is go look at marvel united and yeah, see what's Marvel united so oh yeah oh yeah Good point. Yeah, so, which is also come on and spin masters. Oh man. Oh man, there's so much options here then. Films is very different from, you know, board game. Oh man, I'm just thinking back to some of the Marvel United stuff. Yeah, good lord. Also, we saw Magneto here, which I think you could classify like as a villain. Juggernaut. You know, I'm wondering like, are we gonna see a lot more villain characters? Because right now it's kind of kind of low on that. You know, I, I I honestly don't know with that one. That one's tricky because in even in the Marvel Zombies comic, right? They they don't take front and center. You know, they're not the characters that we kind of hear a lot about. Right. You know, except for in like Marvel Zombies three, when you see like Kingpin and and he's got all of his all of his his un- zombie zombie uh, people working for him still, sort of a thing. I I would I would say that we'll that it's probably going to be more like a pick your one or two favorite favorite folks from the major mm-hmm. from the major franchises. And that's who you'll probably get, right? Like, we'll we'll probably get, like, a Red Skull. Well, here's a question, then. I saw Michael at the end of the last live stream had the Infinity Gauntlet. He put a gem in there. Exactly. Thanos. Yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. They also, by the way, so, you know, for the Master of the Universe, they started, like, dressing up as characters, which is hilarious. Michael had the gauntlet. Nobody else had anything in this last live stream. Don't we all agree that Fabio Curry needs to become Director Curry and just get an eye patch and go for the whole, like, Nick Fury thing? I would say he's more, he's more of a Peter Parker character than he is, like, 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 uh, Chanel is thankful. Thanos, right? He loves that he's he's kind of evil. He <laughs> but but he's he's Uh-oh. the hero in his own story sort of a thing. But I feel like I feel like uh Fabio's just kind of like happy to be there and enjoying the ride. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, so we'll see if he hears this. If uh drop a line in the comments below, Fabio, if you hear this, and uh we'll see what you think about that. Hmm. I don't know, Mark, any ideas for how they should be uh, costuming up? So, yeah, I think, you know, we got to if you're out there listening, we got to encourage them to, to, I think, go the costume routes. It's 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 fun. I, I love the little twist it brings. It's always exciting. After Fabio did the the headless Ned Stark for the Asunga so and Fire live stream, so I'm like, let's just see where this goes. Um, I want to see Fabio dressed up in, in as Spider-Man. That's 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 my thing now. I want I can't wait for the next one in the Spider-Man like mask and everything. We could do or that like maybe Magneto. You could put the helmet on. I don't know. No, that's maybe too dark for the him. Thor wings. The Thor wings. There we go. Yes, that would be fantastic. So I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff coming for this. And uh, man, everything I've seen so far, the art, the tiles look fantastic. You know, I was actually trying to find out about more about who made those tiles. And I think it's the same guy who did 
a lot of the Song of Ice and Fire are a lot of the uh, Bloodborne and Mass of the Universe tiles, uh, Henning Ludvigsen. So that's something I want to find out more about as well. But I'm just excited to see what comes out further for this game. Oh, man. And I, I just the thing that stinks about Kickstarter is it's just like it's so far away. I know the 18th is like 10 days out. But then from it's now. 30 days from that. And yeah. And then it's just like, oh, gosh, it's going to be a while to get everything delivered. And I guess I have to be patient. No, it'll be. But this is the one I'm genuinely looking forward to. I, I think I, I think we're going to see a lot of good stuff. I think, you know, just watching the Quackalope playthrough gave us so much information. Mm-hmm. I was one of the big things that I was really interested in was how that hunger mechanic worked specifically. Right. Um, and we really mm-hmm. got a good idea of that, you know, uh, in in that that particular playthrough. I will say the thing that that I was most interested in is in that playthrough, they were only playing with four players. And in classic Zombicide, you essentially always need to play with six survivors, right? It says it's a one through through one through six player game, but it says that if you're playing three people, everybody needs to play as two survivors. So they were able to play and win with only four. So it makes me wonder is if, if this one has actual scaling for not just six players, you know, because none of the none of the other Zombicide games really have any kind of game scaling for for less than six survivors. Uh, Michael Shonoff did mention that on one of the live streams about difficulty uh, scaling, having a beat. Yeah, being a difficult thing. I think he was saying it was more balanced for four players. And I don't remember what it was said about how that gets more difficult or less difficult, depending on adding more or less. Uh, that might be something we could follow up with and try and find out in the future uh, more specifics. I don't about. see why you wouldn't scale it naturally for like four players and then just make it harder for six because or a little at, at four just seems like, like a more two, natural yeah. number. Yeah, it was always a pain <laughs> when I would play like Black Plague because I would only have like four, you know, four friends. So it'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'll play as two people and then you play as two people and then everybody else plays as one person, you know? Well, Mike, you know, I'm sorry to hear that considering two of us are right here. I hope I hope your other two friends uh are doing well and we can we can get you some more so you can play some six player games here. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. It's so true. No, oh I'm sorry. Oh god. <laughs> For the uh one thing I'm actually you know this is kind of a weird thing, but you know backing Master of the Universe was like an entirely selfish purchase where it's like a property that I'm into and I realized it's going to be like, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun, but it's like not one that's going to be able to uh, necessarily bring people who aren't as into He-Man, like into play with me. And I'm excited about this game is because it is cooperative. It's not like a Song of Ice and Fire where it's like you got to have a somewhat larger investment, still small for Wargaming, but a little bit more investment. There's a lot to study and learn. So there's a little bit of an onboarding process. But for this game, like I can get it and it's like, it's a huge popular ip it's a it's a quite simple but fun game to play and for me it's just like that that the allure allure of getting a game that i can play with other people and have a lot of fun with this like is checking all the boxes so i'm just i'm really excited and i can't wait for these next uh next few days here to see what gets uh rolled out as we wrap things up here uh any any last you know uh predictions or wishes Things you'd like to see in the Kickstarter? If any of the developers are listening, please, please, please make a regular hero and zombie for each character. I will pay for it. Many others will too. Who are you specifically looking for? You, you got some like fan I said, I want to see here. both sides of uh, Juggernaut and uh, Colossus. Those are the big ones. I really like Carnage too. I'd like to see 
like to see carnage oh man yeah some of the sort of spider foes that would be great mike how about you i would i would legitimately i would love to see the fantastic four represented in some way i think I think wow, that they yeah. are often forgotten about with in the greater Marvel picture, but you know they literally started Marvel Zombies, right? So I think they yeah. have to be present somewhere. I would also love to see Ash from the Evil Dead because because oh, he man. does appear in Marvel Zombies in one of in one of the comics comic runs. It's Ash versus Marvel Zombies, and it's hilarious and it's great. So that that is like my dream is that there's going to be there's going to be like a guest artist box or something that's going to be Ash. I think I'm you know Zombie Side has never wanted for scenarios, but I'm I'm hoping to see some like really cool theme scenarios. Scenarios. I think that like a lot of the storytelling can already happen just by having like named bystanders. And, you know, when, you know, Aunt May gets eaten by Spider-Man or things like that, like these kind of narrative elements already are, like built in. But I'd love some other like kind of scaffolding to go through and, and maybe tell a larger story and have some adventures that way. I'm also just honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing what we got in its completion. And then uh, I know this is the sort of thing where like fans are just going to make their own fan content and iterations off as well. So I think, you know, you just get the right tools. The sky's the limit. Like I'm excited to see the first person to figure out, you know, can we do zombies and heroes and superheroes together? Can I have like somebody playing with the hunger mechanic and someone playing with the power mechanic and that be okay? Like... How does that work then? Do you like rescue a bystander or do you eat the bystander? You know, how do you make the decisions? Like, can we, can we mix Maybe and match the heroes a bit? just become a I'm little sure less some... heroic and pass on some criminals to the, uh, the zombies? Oh, geez, that sounds horrible. Seeing someone <laughs> eaten alive. Yeah, that's probably not not right. That's when you'd have like some, you know, Magneto or some uh, people with a different worldview, right? Who could be playing. I don't what think do guys... Punisher would mind. But what do you guys think is going to be uh, how many how many minis do you think we're going to get? In the stretch goal wise. Well, so, you know, I actually bought uh, Black Plague Retail. I haven't actually kickstarted a zombie side game. Like I've always got them. I've gotten it afterwards. So what's the what's the normal count here? You're going to get a lot of stretch goals. What did like for Undead or Alive? How many minis came in that? It was like between stretch goals, add ons on stuff. It was like 210 to 15 or something. My gosh. Now that does include a lot of That's a lot. walkers, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think survivors. We had about fifty survivors just for the base pledge, and then um, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like there was about eight uh, or. Uh, yeah, eight or nine um, extra survivors for the for the steampunk for the steampunk expansion as well. Nineteen total, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, so that's that. <laughs> that's a lot. So I, I mean, and the fact that this is going to be two full full standalone boxes. I, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we got legitimately a hundred like a hundred minis that were just uh, from stretch goals. You know, not maybe not. Not 100 for each base game, but maybe like 50 for each. Stretch goal wise, I could see you that. You think this game? You think this game is going to blow up Kickstarter? Yeah, I think this is going to be one of their bigger Kickstarters, if not their biggest. Yeah, I, th- I, I think. I mean, Marvel- I think Undead or Alive was what three? Yeah, 3 million? Well, I think. I think the the Marvel United games were their were their most. I think I was reading an article about that. Let me see. Let me look it up. Marvel United X Men was five yeah, million. Five. Million. Marvel United was just shy of six million. It was, uh, you know, five million nine hundred and eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Like that's that's a lot. That's insane. That's a lot of people. That's insane. <laughs> 
I think this will top it. Yeah, man. Look at some of the heroes they got here, too. I wonder what sort of uh, overlap yeah, I can we'll see have. this. I can see this hitting, you know, 6.5, 7. Wow, that would be insane. Well, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to get my plastic, so chip in on that. Man, maybe not a, a Galactus. You always need a three-foot statue. Well, you know, if you're listening in, let us know in the comments below uh, what heroes you're hoping to see with some fan favorites from your childhood. And then, Mike, when this comes out, will we see some painting tutorials? Yes. Yes, you will. I okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I sound pained with saying that because I know Black I'm going to. I know. Well, you've also done you've also done some painted tours for other superheroes that we can find on your YouTube channel and your blog, right? We check out yeah, Mike yeah. Meeple. So some of those things would transfer over, you think? Yeah, absolutely. So so like certain things I probably won't do like a Black Widow one or you know, some of the stuff that's already on there because I mean I mean if once you painted spider-man peter parker once it, you, you know like like there there's not n- enough uh that's different about this one that's gonna make me think oh well i need to approach it from a whole different you know whole different idea um but uh but certain things where it's like like i look at it and i'm like oh well you know like hulk the zombie hulk might be a little different because his coloring's a little different he's got those chunks out of him you know zombie iron man you know some i guess okay i let me say it this way i guess the zombie characters really make me want to do tutorial a little more weathering yeah yeah wait a <laughs> um uh, yeah. Before we go, though, I have to say, I, I watching the stream, the latest stream, I have to commend, uh, I think it's uh, Tiago, um, because the the choice to make the zombies in the X-Men box, multiple man, mm-hmm. is pro- possibly the Absolutely. smartest game design choice I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like, as as soon as I realized what was happening, I thought, oh, my God, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And it's perfect. Yeah. You can tell there's a lot of you know, fandom in this and a lot of, uh, you know, blood, sweat and tears, but just a lot of fun as well. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited for this. Oh, man. All right. Now, like I said, we got we got about a, a, like a 10 days and we'll find out more about the Kickstarter. And then it's in like the daily cycle of like, here's what got unlocked. Here's this new cool thing. And then the wait. So I'm going to buckle up and get ready for all that. So be sure to check out Mike Meeple's uh, painting blog and painting uh, YouTube channel. Uh, search up Mike Meeple and also check out him out for all of Song of Ice and Fire painted tutorials. I know he's been a longtime supporter of that community as well. And Mark, it's always great to catch up with you here. We got to touch base, you know, maybe as this is going along this campaign and see how people are feeling or things we're excited about seeing revealed. And uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch I as this to goes say, on. Mike also has some excellent crisis protocol. Uh, guides and i've used venom iron man a couple of them and they're really good and with that said we're gonna wrap things up so thanks for listening in and in the meantime we hope we get your miniatures on the table